It's my life and it's now or never. Mortgagegate.ca Sales are down almost 50% yet again. Both picking up. Okay, right, I'm ready. <clears throat> me, 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 me. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to Sharp Stories. Uh, in, in truth, I'm lucky to be here this week. You should. I had, I've dressed up for the occasion. I wore Crocs today. I have Crocs. After all the comments, you, I have you, Crocs you gotta just on show the go those little things. Today. There we are, people. See that? Size of a damn cell phone to give you guys perspective. You'd have to pay $14.99 on Mancools to get this content. So if you're watching this that's, show. That's le that, that, you know that, that, that legally makes you a mutant, right? No, nothing here but the highest arches of Vancouver. That sounds like a jealousy comment if ever I've heard one. But I am lucky to be here today. I was very sick last week. Um, being the champion that I am, I managed to fight through. Uh, I had a very teary voice note from Jay begging me to make it through because he doesn't think that he could do the videos without me, let alone go through life without me by his side. It's a little weird, but uh, nonetheless, you, you rallied me the better help, sir. Sniffles for 48 hours, and, now and here I've, you uh, are. now I've passed it on to you. Yes, you have. So, we've got a few things to talk about today. So, there's the market update. The ever-so-loving market update, um, yes. They also announced the rate hike today of um, 50 base points. As called by myself, yes. Continue. Mm -hmm. And I think that pretty much summarizes it. <laughs> <laughs> But there's, there's, there's topics within those topics. So, you want to start with the base point hike? So, we've been in touch with our only guest that we've ever had on the show, MortgageGate.ca, Casey Archibald, uh, mm -hmm. Z Mortgages. So, as we know, the uh, overnight lending rate, the rate on the money that the Bank of Canada lends your bank, uh, has gone up 50 basis points, they call it. I don't know why they don't just call it half a percent, but anyway, uh, to 4.25. So Prime is now uh, up as well, that 0.5 to 6.45. So that leaves variable rates in a range of 5.55 to 6.25. Uh, depending if you need CMHC insurance or not. Um, the stress test puts you there at 8.25. Do you have what it takes? Five-year fixed, 4.94 to 5.44, depending on CMHC insurance or not. Stress testing at 7.44. I remember a year ago, I called the bank, hoveling. Can I break my mortgage to get into a 1.25 variable from my fixed 2.95? They said, you can, sir, for $30,000. So and I flipped no. the proverbial bird and I left that conversation unscathed and did not change. And thank God. There we go. There we go. So, to Mild your point, stop always wanting more. I think this is a good point to kind of tie over into the market update a little bit because these things are somewhat interconnected, and I'll get to it. Obviously, they're completely connected. But before that, I just want to go back. This uh, variable stress test. 
I think this has scared people off of variable for a very long time, in my opinion. Ooh. But at 825, yeah. I believe we dated back to a video saying that you were under the impression that we could get to 10% stress testing. Close to 10%, yeah. So I'm gonna say that you were correct. Oh! We're oh getting there. Well, we're getting there. That. But um, it's, uh, I, I still am under the impression that we're gonna have one more rate hike. And I'm now believing that the next rate hike, the first quarter of next year, will be the final rate hike and then they hold for a year. Yeah, I can see. <sighs> so anyway, which will push us further to your point of getting closer to 10% uh, stress test qualification. Gross. Yeah. Um, and so as we, as we go into now, I mean, the big number that a lot of people are talking about, sales are down 52.9%. Oh, it crossed the 50 line. So yeah, pretty much 53%. Um, in Greater Vancouver. I've seen that number, I think, as high as 60, maybe 69%, I think, in I what saw segment? in Toronto, oh. like Ontario. That's so fine, that's fine. all across the board. The thing that you need to realize with rate hikes as well is because a lot of people are now saying, oh, these rate hikes have slowed everything down. When they started doing the rate hikes, the market was already going through a significant shift downwards. So if you ask a lot of people, they said the rate hikes came in too late and they're now- March 2nd, 2022. So there you go. So that they were already inputting them when the market was cooling anyway. Now, a lot of people argue that you don't start seeing the effect of rate hikes for really anywhere from six to 18 months past the actual rate hike itself. So a lot of this stuff that you're seeing now, a lot of these huge numbers are actually not even to do with the rate hikes, which is if you've been looking and listening to a lot of the professionals in the industry, they're saying 2023 is gonna be an absolute brutal year for real estate just because that's when we're really gonna start seeing the effects of at least a large majority of these rate hikes coming into play. I think next year it's gonna be busy. It's, I don't think it's gonna be busy. I think it's gonna be, uh, this is uh, another route that we could go down. But I mean- Just say something negative, it's fine. Some men just wanna watch the world burn. Negative things happen. Well, I think what's happening, and we've spoken about this before, with the amount of new immigrants that they're looking to bring into Canada. And Ooh, this touchy subject. With the, just the pure lack of supply, we are, as they even said in the update this, um, in, at least in Greater Vancouver's um, update for November, we are just one event away, which is those immigrants coming in from flipping this market around. And it's not just this cycle, this is always the case. So while we continuously don't have the supply and we're bringing in 500,000 a year, we're one event, i.e. those 500,000 coming, coming into the country every year from just blowing up the demand. And we just don't have the supply there. So then we start seeing obviously home prices go up, et cetera, that we saw uh, and that we've been used to for so long. So it has the ability to flip very quickly um, but what if home prices go up, but inventory does not come to market because when these people have to sell and rebuy, they have to qualify for a beautiful eight point, whatever the hell it is, percent stress test to buy their new place. That's not a situation we've been in. Well, that's the thing. I, and I think that will entail 
affect supply because you've got new immigrants coming into the country and they need to buy. They're, they're not looking at selling. They're, the only thing on their agenda is, okay, I need to buy. So they add to the quantity demanded. Whereas you've got sellers who are gonna look at these numbers and say, Ugh, I'm not a fan of this. I'm just gonna stick put with where I am. So they don't add to the quantity demanded, which they usually would. And they also don't add to the quantity supplied. So you're essentially, you're not, again, you're not adding to that supply, but you're continuously adding to that demand. And I mean, for now, I think it's, check here, but I think inventory was down 20, almost 25%. Yeah, so I think it well. could get, if that plays out, which totally is a very pragmatic assumption of what's going to play out, uh, it will be very interesting because I think these rates, and most people that are selling are, well, they're doing one of two things. They're either buying up or buying down. Mm -hmm. um, so either way, they're assumably buying again. Very few people get out of the market and just rent for an extended period of time. Mm -hmm. um, so those new purchases up or down are going to be applicable to these new ridiculous rates. And if you are someone like me at 2.95%, at you sell, you get whatever price you get. But now I need a new mortgage that I've qualified for 7 to 8%. That's a big reason for me not to decide to go down that road yet. Of so, course. which will, yes, I think with, when prices, if that happens. the age of the cash buyer, sir. The well, cash as, buyer. as these prices go up, I think they're, they, they need to go up quite significantly in contrast to our, uh, our last video, why people have to sell mm -hmm. um, or maybe not have to sell, um, that we're, we're going to see prices go up for a while before we get that real influx of inventory. And I think that's going to be dependent again on the rates. You're going to see how home prices go up? Assuming that plays out, which oh, makes yeah. sense, yes, I think they'll go up, but I don't think we're going to see that huge flush of inventory. No, that's the problem. And I think we're to a, a lower extent, we're kind of dealing with that now. A lot of uh, professionals in the business that we're talking to, they're working with a handful of buyers who are ready to buy. They want to go, even though the rates are like this, but the supply is not there. So when it does come around, you have these groups still jumping on one, still jumping on one, still jumping on one. because there's just not the supply there to accommodate. What's the new, speaking of the government being too late to the party again, what's the new thing that we're having to deal with? The, there's that new legislation starting January this year. Oh, the, uh, um, the, the, the rescission period. Yes. Rescission period comes in in January. Um, basically, this is <coughs> it's a little bit of a moot point because it's for subject-free offers. So you have three days in order to do your financing, inspection. But at the moment, you can go in an offer and you don't have to be subject free. So you're gonna, why would you go in subject free and just have a few days to do everything when you can just go in for- Have your week or whatever. Have your week and give yourself the time in order to, to have things done. Also in January, Justin Trudeau's- And now it's time for- two-year ban on immigrants, and it's not racist this time, okay? No immigrants, two years. How's that gonna play off, okay? The immigration, yes, 500,000, but if you don't have that piece of paper. Move on, nothing to see here. Please, Pittsburgh, nothing to see here. 
Move uh, along. Move along. There's a lot of workarounds to it. So I there's a lot of workarounds. I don't see it. I think it's just another one of those populous. It's called a virtue signal, sir. It's called a virtue signal for votes, but we're not going to get political today. Was it populist politics, they call it? It's ridiculous. Um, but the interesting thing is, is, so yes, sales are down significantly year over year. Inventory is down, but these numbers are all based on the larger Greater Vancouver board. What actually happens when we take a look at those numbers and have a look downtown? Ooh, things tighten up. <coughs> well, I'm saying it's picking up. Okay. So the sales to active listing ratio for all property types is 17.6%. As we know, under 12, buyers 12 to 20, balanced above 20, seller's market. So we're all in a balance, high balanced still. There we go. Now, it's not surprising to see houses at 13.2% bordering on that buyer's market. Those are the ones, what goes up must come down and houses went up so far that, I mean, it's not uncommon now to see 30% off of houses from their peak especially in areas like the Fraser Valley. Correct. When we look at townhouses and condos, this is where it gets interesting. So townhouses and condos everywhere downtown. Um, you're pretty much buying a townhouse or a condo if you're buying downtown. Townhouses, 19.7% sales to active resistance ratio and apartments, 20.8%. So don't forget, these are all across the board of Greater Vancouver. If you're looking at downtown though, those numbers change. Hold on, what was the, I'm just trying to think half duplex. So the attached numbers, mm -hmm. generally speaking. Well, I'm just, I wanna, I wanna focus, leave like less gray area at all and let's just have a look at downtown. Like very like okay. the different areas of downtown. You're not really getting a duplex in Coal Harbor. So, correct. According to those numbers, and this is where it changes, the sales to active listings ratio, according to, according to the numbers that we just went through, if I can find them. He's there, just flipping on screens here, people. He doesn't know what he's doing. It's just... For apartments, is over 20%. But if you're in Coal Harbor and you're looking at condos and townhouses, 7%. Vastly different. It's a buyer's market. It's outright a buyer's market. Same thing for, for Yale Town as well. You should be looking at closer to, to 20%, but Yale Town is 15%. The downtown area is in the actual designated area downtown within downtown, 14%. So these numbers change and the product type changes. So it's still really important to have a look at the area in which you're shopping and the product type in which you're shopping in. So these, basically what he's saying is all these high level numbers we're talking about before, ignore us. Not necessarily. Hammer it down because just because there's a seller's market uh, or a high balance market, generally speaking in Vancouver, does not mean your two bedroom condo in Yale town is gonna give you that experience. Yeah, and again, we just said that it's pretty much down 23% inventory year over year. Well, okay, let's have a look at Yale town. New listings to market, 225 in November 21. New listings to market, November 22, 241. We're actually up. It's just sales are significantly down. Last month, 35 in Yale Town. This time last year, 74. Yeah. So it's not quite a, a cut and dry whether the market is booming or whether the market is bust, for lack of a better phrase it's still really important to break down into those areas in which you're actually gonna be focusing in because they can tell a completely different story. And 
that's not just like a one-off whether you're looking in Cohaba, the West End downtown. Even when you start to go into the houses, whether you're looking at a house in Mount Pleasant, that's been pretty consistent for the year if you're looking at say the east side of Mount Pleasant for houses versus whether you're looking to shop now in Maple Ridge or Pitt Meadows where everything seems to have completely just changed. Yeah, there's been a lot more resiliency closer to the Vancouver, this side of the Vancouver border, if you will, than the far side of, we'll say, the Burnaby border. Mm -hmm. um, as you get past there in those uh, suburban neighborhoods, when you're seeing the absolute fury uh, at the peak of the market was going ridiculous out there. And again, it always, in my opinion, the way I look at it, maybe because we're based here and I've always been based here, but everything kind of starts in, it's not that I'm saying it's the center of the world or anything, but everything starts downtown and kind of goes out. Um, and we really saw that emphasis as you, as you leave in the last market and those outskirts were going crazy and then those are the first ones and downtown as well the high-end downtown stuff died completely in this in the start of the whole COVID thing but um it comes back in from from there and there's a lot more resilience closer to the core i'm just saying it just so happens to work out that way another good example though is detached housing in mount pleasant technically if we look at the at the overall board numbers Detached housing sales are down 50%. If, you look, if you're looking in the Mount Pleasant area, they're up significantly. Well, this is the thing. That's why the news will talk on these elevated numbers and people think, oh, everything's down 50%. I can just go get a house and I can negotiate. And then you go in and sellers are like, not a chance. This is ridiculous. I need this. And then you actually break down and look at the comps. And the markets in a lot of places are not just stuff being given away mm -hmm. by any stretch. No, and I mean, kind of on the other side of what I was saying with sellers that need to sell, buyers, when prices are reduced to the current market levels, they will sell. As I just mentioned, Mount Pleasant detached housing, the, the sales ratio is actually up, meaning that people have adjusted to the new market norms in terms of pricing, and they have been moving property, and the numbers say so. Just because you're kind of going into buyer's market territory does not mean that you automatically should be getting X amount of percentage off of this price because it's buyer's market. If somebody has already made that adjustment, that is factored into the pricing in which they're at. It's not, oh, I can get automatically 5% off of the asking price because it's a buyer's market. So again, really need to have a look in the area in which you're focusing on because it does change. These higher number levels are great to get an idea of where the market's at. Trends, they're fantastic for looking at like year over year trends and what's happening with the overall market but you always need to look at the micro market before you actually make any decisions and come up with any ideas. I've lost count of the amount of buyers who are just like, they send me a listing, how much can we get off this one? Send me a listing, how much can we get off this one? And it's just like, okay, like it doesn't quite work like that. Like I could be telling you we're in multiples. Yeah, I, I actually agree with everything you're saying and I don't wow. have much to add for once. Because you've got me sick, my, my head isn't on straight today. Christmas has come early. I might have to get you sick more often. I think that rounds us out for this week nicely. As we start heading into the Christmas period, things do start slowing down anyway. Typically speaking, yes. Uh, and I think we are 
I'm excited for next year. I think the consistency as what we're going to have one more rate hike and then a hold, which I think will be for a year, I think that's going to bring a lot of peace of mind to the market. Um, just because rates are higher doesn't mean people will not buy. They just have to adjust expectations, buyers and sellers, and then people are going to move forward the way they do. So I think we're going to see um, all these sales ratios that are down, mm. high 40s, 50s, I think those are going to uh, drop. I think the activity is going to pick up next year. And I don't have anything else to add. We've all gone over this before, and I think it's uh, good. But yes, as we get closer to Christmas, obviously stuff still happens, but it, it does tend to thin down. I do, think, I do think next year is going to be more positive, um, and the reason being is, uh, like we've said about before, there's the psychological effect of rates keeping on going up. As we kind of come to the tail end of that, people's fear of the market starts to peter off, and when that happens, usually more activity happens. Unfortunately, though, I do see next year these rate changes really making a difference in people's lives, you know, whether that looks like a recession, um, monthly payments, what people can afford and cannot afford, um, properties going on the market and, you know, coming in some of those scenarios that we were talking about, about having to sell and actually being able to sell and losing their shirt. I do see more of that happening, um, unfortunately, and I think we'll see that more in 2023 a lot more than we have been. I don't necessarily know if it's going to be enough. I don't think enough that's going to completely change our market around. Um, but sadly enough, it's going to be, I think, a significant amount of people. Yeah, and I think those people, as we've talked about, they don't have to sell, but would like to. Um, if they get some consistency in that rate environment, I do think it will bring new eyes to the market. And maybe that is probably the first chance they'll get to stand on their feet and actually say, okay, let's get out there and actually try and sell. And but there's a lot of people done. now who are holding on and just making it buy, but don't have an unlimited amount of time to just make it buy with. And so as we start going throughout the year, there's gonna be more people who are going to, you know, oh, we can't make ends meet, we need to get rid of this. And, and that conversation is gonna be happening, especially as obviously inflation numbers are not coming down. They're expecting groceries to go up even more next year. Um, so on and so forth. But I think that rounds us out for this week. Thank you as always for watching guys and we will see you next week. Thank you and good night. CPI still at 6.9% from October. Yeah. When are they updating that? I don't know. Don't they do it every other month now? I guess so. I guess so.